that I am blessed. I'm thankful that I was raised in a good Christian home, and I was blessed to have that that privilege. And when I was five years old, I asked the Lord in my life, and He made a change. And I'm I'm thankful that it's five years old, but uh, He He can really He can really do something in your life. And I'm thankful that as I grew up, I uh, I saw people live their lives in front of me, and I knew that this this was the right way to go. And I, you know, I look back at different points in my life where, uh, you know, we had this trial or that trial, and, uh, you know, I can think back even in high school. Uh, you know, there were moments where the Lord really grounded me. I would be in English class and assigned to read out loud, and there'd be words I didn't believe in saying, and I wouldn't say them. And... Uh, I can even remember one time I wasn't sure, and no, I'm not going to say it. And that got quite a reaction out of the class. It wasn't maybe quite so bad, but uh, I look back, and I might laugh a little bit. Uh, I wasn't laughing at the time, but I realized that God was grounding me, and I look back at what I most appreciate in my life, and the most... The, the most valuable times that God reached out and, and really touched me were the times that I reached out and was most vulnerable. And it, it's really something when I think about it, I wouldn't trade those. You know, maybe that one particular instance, you know, where I talked about in school with those words, that didn't lead to a prayer meeting in itself. But I wouldn't trade any of it because over the years, the times that I really left it in God's hands and sometimes was very vulnerable those are the times that I most value. God came through. He, he just made himself more real to me. And over time, as you experience these things, and the Lord just gets closer and closer, and you realize that this is the right way. I, I, have, I have heaven ahead of me. I can, I can, I'm going to see Jesus someday. I'm going to see him face to face. I'm, I am thankful for what God has done for me, even the experiences I have here in life, and I'm thankful for that the hope I have in front of me. We'll look into the gospel according to St. Matthew in chapter 16, verses 6 through 12. This is an episode that took place with Christ and the disciples in their conversation. And just prior to this, of course, Christ had been doing many miracles, phenomenal teachings. And the last one, just prior to this time with his disciples and their discussion, was the miracle of him feeding the 4,000 with only seven loaves of bread and a few small fishes. In fact, they retrieved afterwards leftovers that same amount and so then they were by themselves and the Lord said this Matthew 16 6 through 12 then Jesus said unto them take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees and they reasoned among themselves and saying it is because we have taken no bread which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because ye have brought no bread? 
do ye not yet understand? Neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up. Neither the, neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up. How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. In the Gospel according to St. Mark, in this same passage, it ha- we happen to read, the Lord said, Beware of the, f- the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod, the king. And on a broad sense, you'd be talking about self-righteousness, hypocrisy, politics. And he was talking of all of this. In fact, those are the very things and the mindset and the spirit that put the Lord himself to death. And, of course, leaven he used, is it, that is an example, and that's an ingredient that affects everything around it. So he said, beware of these things that will affect in a negative manner regarding spirituality. So that's the scenario he used. Pharisees, of course, should have been first ones that welcomed the Christ. He was the Messiah. He was what the law was all about from the beginning. All the rituals, everything pointed to the day the Lord would come, and then that would all be gone. That was the vehicle. The law was to bring it, bring usher in the Lord, the Savior of our soul, and then you get off that train. It's done. But they kept on that, missing the goal entirely. So that was uh, a trouble. Of course, then all that went with it, with all the trials and Christ uh, encountered himself. But he wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about everything they would encounter and to make them wise. And so, of course, it shows us how quickly on ourself we can get off track and begin questioning, and immediately they, with their own understanding, they begin to wonder, well, their whole conversation was about bread. That's a long ways from what we were just, from this concept, isn't it? The Lord said, I would talk about bread. So if you stop and consider, and what would have helped if they would have just considered? The Lord was letting us know, whatever you have experienced, Everything you've learned about God, everything you've experienced from God, know about the Lord, bring it forward. Bring it forward before you get too uh, encumbered with some hard questions maybe you're, you're struggling with. The fact that the Lord reviewed his miracles, we never find the Lord reviewing his miracles other than this. He never had to. That's what he was. That's who he is is he's the pure, he's pure love and power. So that's just what he does. He had no reason to say, what do you think of that that I did? But for their sake, he said, now just while you're struggling with what I'm talking about, just stop and remember 
what would I do with bread? I'll make it out of nothing, as much as I want. So, obviously, I couldn't be struggling with the fact that you didn't bring bread. Just bring it forward, what many things you already know from the Lord, and it will do wonders for the here and now. The Christian walk is all adds up. Many things will add up in our Christian walk, and they will all help as we bring it forward for the present. Whatever the present for today is, we have an abundance of wealth already in our grasp, already before us. Hebrews, Paul to write into the Hebrews in Hebrews 5.14 says it this way when he's talking about use what you have. Use what you know. He said in Hebrews 5.14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Sometimes we can get some big questions. I remember when I was a little, little guy, don't remember what grade I was in. I was, might have been kindergarten. And we were, I was on uh, vacation with our folks. We used to, my dad used to like to go up to Lake Quinault up in Washington. And sometimes we were there in a trailer, might have been a cabin. And I was thinking about numbers and I thought, I got a big question for myself. How am I ever going to be able to learn to count all the way to a hundred? And that was, I thought, that's a long ways. But I thought, well, I would count and I go, and I knew I count to 10. I can do that. And then I remember when I got past 10, 11, I got up to 20. And I thought, hmm, you know, if I can get to 20, I'll just start in. Maybe I can go all the way to 100. And I just started in. I just wrote them all down. So I just had asked my mom for paper and pencil, and I just wrote every number all the way to 100. And I thought, look at that. I remember skipping out of that place thinking, I've answered my question. I can do it. I can, I can count all the way to 100. And no one brought me all the way to that detail, but I brought forward what I did know. That does wonders, especially spiritually. Brother Nolan Roby would testify, testifies, and he would talk about it as this young boy, and he got saved, and it was also new. He was from the country. I think he had, had uh, overalls on. He was just a country boy, and he got saved. And it was so phenomenal, new to him. He was, was bewildered and thought, this is incredible. But... Then I got a big question. Will I really keep this day to day all the way through my life? That's a big question. I can ponder that and ponder that and wrestle over it. But he, we, we know he said, well, I, on a calendar, I believe the Lord put that in his heart. God is faithful to every one of us on every level. And so he wrote on the calendar, day one. I still got the victory. I still love the Lord. Day two, 
And he said, I marked a whole two weeks off of there, I believe it was. And he answered his question right there. That big, mysterious question of, will he keep me all my life? He said, I believe he can. He brought it forward. Great value. Great value in that. When we go to school, and we go from grades, grade to grade, we're usually glad to get out of the one behind us. I remember when I was going to school, we, we didn't have middle school. And so we went first through eighth grade. And here I am still in the same big school. As I thought, I can't get rid of this eighth grade fast enough to get into high school. Well, on we go. So we can say we leave our old grades behind. But yet really, we take them with us. We leave them, but we take every one of them with us and everything we learn, or for, for now we'd be in big trouble. We bring them with us. You can be in college, but if you had to block out everything you learned in first grade, and all of a sudden now that's a blank, you'd be in trouble. So we bring them with us. How important, vital that is spiritually. Uh, life is full of adventures. It's full of challenges. It can be full of many questions. But many times, sometimes, we can come up with unnecessary questions and then even struggle with them. So you know the thing is, Christ never asks us what we don't know. But he'll remind us and say, what do you know? I'm not sure about right now what I face. And the Lord will say, what do you know? It's a big benefit. We love the story of David and Goliath, the shepherd boy going to battle with a nine and a half foot giant with full armor, a spear with the head weighs 15, just the head of the spear weighed 15 pounds. And then a shepherd boy. That's a real story. Here there was, uh, the Pharisees, the, the Philippines, uh, the Philistines were in, uh, on, on one side of the valley there in Judah. And the armies of Israel, which were supposed to be the armies of the Lord, were on the other side of the valley. And then their big Philistines champions stepped out there, being Goliath, and said, just let me challenge, we don't need a war, and you send a man and we'll see who wins this. We'll determine the whole thing. Well, that was the situation, as we most of us know that story. And and the, the children of Israel were in fear and trembling. I wonder how different it would have been if they just stopped and said, let's think about the things that we know God has done. Let's think about, let's give our, let's have a testimony service. And now maybe some of them didn't have any. That was probably a lot of the problem. But here come a shepherd boy because uh, David's father who uh, asked him to go see how the war was doing, the battle was doing, and had him bring some extra goodies because his older, three older brothers were in that battle. So here he was from, from the shepherd field, totally went from world to world, the shepherd field to this battle with big Goliath out there. 
And that's where David went. And when he saw all of that, the thing is about David, he was a shepherd boy. His key was he brought everything with him. He brought forward everything he knew about God. And that made all the difference to this impossible situation. Impossible. That's what made the difference. Here this boy, he thought, well, who is he to to defy the army of the Lord? I'll do it myself. And he didn't mean himself. He meant God will do it. Because he knew God can do it. And this was the army of the Lord. And this is a heathen nation with their champion out there. So he said, I'll, I'll go myself if no one will go. Someone has to stand up for God. And so, of course, Saul questioned what's put on his armor. He said, I don't know anything about the armor. Your armor, Saul, I can't use this. But I know that God delivered me out of the paw of the lion when I was out there, all by myself. I know God delivered me out of the paw of the bear all by myself. I was there. And God alone did that. And so, therefore, I all that is fresh with me right now. And now as I see that, that giant... I don't know what he would have thought, been a whole different story if he hadn't been able to bring some things of God and him forward. But what a difference it made. And so he, I'm sure when he was out there in the shepherd field, there was a lion and a bear, but between all of that, and when he met them, there was a whole lot of time with God prayers and talking with God, all that he brought with him, brought forward. So now it's just me and Goliath. What do I do? Obviously, he was excellent at that sling. Perhaps he'd used it in other miraculous ways through the grace and power of God. Uh, Just how he was delivered from those two creatures, we don't know, but God delivered and he went and picked five through five smooth stones out of the brook. And sometimes, you know, just for question's sake, we might say, why did he pick five? It only took one. Well, we would never, none of us would have wanted to trade places with David, I'm sure. And so, but still, and even my own thought has always been on that. Well, I like the thought is just the fact that I have no backup plan of my own. I'm just going there with God, and if the one doesn't work, I'll just do it again because I don't have a backup plan of my own. It's just God. That's been my thought. But as I was contemplating this and the fact of bringing things forward, I thought, you know, it just could be. That's just a good good thought that he could have been picking up. Each one of those stones could have represented a major milestone in his spiritual life. Maybe something unrecorded was the first one. Maybe the second one was the fact that he was completely overlooked when Samuel came to to ask Jesse about his sons because he needed to anoint someone king, and he brought them all except David and didn't even mention him. But David was the one Samuel was even looking for, overlooked entirely. Maybe that was the second stone. We're just maybes, thoughts. 
Maybe the third one was the lion. Maybe the fourth one was the bear. And the fifth one was for the here and now. The fifth one was yet to be seen, but the fifth one was what I face right now. And it was enough. And as he did that, it obviously, when we do that, it so affects our perspective. It so affected David's perspective when he had all of that together, brought all of that with him. When he faced that giant, all he knew with God was right there with him, backing that all up. He brought it forward. He kept it forward, had it in place, kept it active. It wasn't inactive duty. It was on the job. Just like our each grade of our school needs to be on the job, whatever we're doing now, though, though we're growing older in years and facing new things, that goes with us. It has to be. And if it was vital in that, it's vital in our faith as Christians. And here we can see David, he had the right perspective. He went out there and he was equipped and he saw it as it was. And he told the giant, he says, the battle, think it's all yours, the battle is the Lord's. That's the real fact of it. So, all was brought forward, changed his perspective. Battle is the Lord's. Past faith was behind him in all of this challenge. And down the giant went, one stone. End of story. What a, wasn't the end of story. It really started taking off then. It was, it's an incredible story. But that, the fact is, David had a heart after God's own heart. David knew how to bring it forward, how to keep it forward, how to treasure everything God had done for him to help the here and now. Hebrews, uh, 2 1 says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them slip. And in this passage, this meaning, this isn't meaning all of a sudden I stepped out and all of a sudden there was some ice there and I slipped on it. But this means something that we once had a grip on. We had a hold of something. And Paul, in, in, in Hebrews, in this incredible book of Hebrews, explaining the whole salvation story from beginning to ending in a marvelous way, but we find that, that he's, he's quick to say, Bring in, in so many words, bring it forward. Keep it forward. And keep hold of the things that you once knew. And it will do you good. It's never with God. It's never about what we don't know. He's God. We know so little. It's about what we do know. That's what God will, will ask us. And all of these things, they, they add up. All of the things in each one of our life, because God is faithful to each one of us, the smallest to the biggest, the things that have to do with us and God, we number them, and if we number them all, we forget so much. Thank God he's merciful, long-suffering, and understands us. But we forget so much more than we even remember. If we could add all those up, we would have a huge number. You put them in dollars and we'd be rich. But that's what the Lord, the Bible says, you are rich. And we are. 
And so many times the devil would like us Christian to act like paupers when they are rich before the Lord and in the Lord. Whatever our need is, you know, we, there's always things to draw from. Do you need salvation? And maybe those even listening in or, or whoever, if you need salvation, perhaps it even seems far. What can I bring? What can I draw from? Well, what can I bring forward? John 1 9 says, he, that was the true light, the light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So every one of us, even the deep died sinner, far from God, has something to bring forward to help them in a life of faith. Might even be something like conviction. I know about that. I'll just briefly, briefly share this with you. I was raised, I don't know what it's like to come to a church service for the first time. I don't know what it's like to come here for the first time. One pro, that's a marvelous heritage, but it's easy to have it become old hat and just water off a duck's back. And you know it's there, but you just used to tossing it off. It's just there. We just do that every, all the time. The older I got, but, uh, but I, God is faithful. I experienced conviction as a boy. I remember standing up in service, after service at altar call, and my knee shook so bad I had to hold on to the chair in front of it. But I stubborn it out. I had conviction. I knew God was calling me. That's what conviction is. And if you don't yield to it, it's miserable. But it's God's way of saying, come unto me. Bring forward what you know. I'm here to save your soul. But the time came when I hardened and hardened so much, it's all left back there. And, and nothing bothered me. And when I did come, it was just water off the duck's back. And it, uh, but I remember when I get older, teenager, and I, and out of high school and doing my own thing, and I thought, you know what? Some young people are stirred and seeking the Lord. Others are maybe going their own way. And I'm thinking some things are even happening. You think, well, it's obvious the Lord will be coming sometime. And I thought, I don't really know, think I should want to live this way all my life. But what am I ever going to do? I don't feel a thing. But just like Brother Nolan, the Lord has helped in that way, but he was saved. But I, I prayed a prayer that no one had a clue I prayed. Come walking out of a church service, and I thought, that, Lord, my only hope is if you send conviction again. That miserable thing called conviction. I was asking for it. I, because I knew it was my only hope. Bring it forward. God will take it from there, believe me. Bring forward whatever you know about God. Or you're, whether it's just a little bit you need to be saved, or you're, or you're a faithful servant of God. It will always help you for today. And God kept, started to pour it on. I thought, I feel a little bit of conviction. Still as I walked out of a service at camp meeting, but I was th thinking, Lord, don't, this is my only hope. Don't give up as I walk away. God is so merciful. But he poured the conviction on. I asked for it and I got it. 
and you start trying, you bring things forward of God and God will use it for his purpose and your victory and your joy. And before, by, by the very, by the end of that camp meeting, the very last day of that camp, I miraculously got saved. Me, I thought, I couldn't even, had to be reintroduced to myself. I had actually, it was impossible. How am I going to do that? Even that, looking back and say, I was asking God to try to bring something forward. See how faithful God is to help you and I this very day for whatever we may face now. As we do that and bring it forward, it will thrill your soul. It will minimize your questions and doubts. And it will maximize your victory and your joy. That's what God does. We're going to be, going to be standing and we're going to have a time to sing and we'll have a time for prayer again. We thank God that we do that with all of our services, but just bring to the Lord and remember and bring to the Lord and talk to God about what you do know. And he will take you from there. Whatever level you are spiritually, God is faithful. God is always in control. God will always give the victory. And we thank God for his goodness and faithfulness. And he will bless and be with you, each one, as we pray and look to God tonight.